on TDN Radio. I am your host, Dr. Simone Matthew, and as always, we look forward to spending this time as we get energized and powered up for the week ahead. So welcome, welcome to Untapped Potential on TDN Radio. Uh, it is a beautiful sunny day down here in McDonough, Georgia. I hope that the weather is beautiful in your area. It's been cold the last few weeks, but I think that we are slowly starting to warm up. Um, you know, in the morning now, when I'm taking Sophia to school, it looks like the sun is rising a little early, which means that spring is right around the corner and I could sing a song because I'm so happy. <laughs> But again, we're looking forward to the warmer weather. I hope that it is beautiful in your area. And I truly hope that you have great plans for the week. Uh, yesterday was Valentine's Day, today being Tuesday, February 15th. So I hope that you had a great Valentine's Day, whether you celebrated with a loved one or you chose to just pamper yourself for Valentine's Day. So welcome to the program. Welcome aboard. Uh, this is the place that we come by every Tuesday to get powered up, to get energized for the week ahead. And today is going to be no exception. Uh, our our interview today, of course, you know, we do our interview via Facebook Live, so it's pre-recorded. It's going to be our very first Candid Conversations with Mr. Thaddeus James. So we've started this new program on our Push Past 10 platform, our Facebook Live platform, our YouTube Live platform called Candid Conversations, where we have an opportunity to talk about current issues that are affecting us, that are impacting us. And where do we go from here? What are the answers? What are the solutions? And Thaddeus James, a very popular uh, young man on Facebook Lives and YouTube Lives from Dominica has graciously accepted to be the co-host of this program. So the interview you will hear today was our very first interview we conducted a few weeks ago on uh, the idea that Carnival is being held live and in person in Dominica with some um, restraints, with some limitations, but Carnival is being held live and in person in Dominica. So he stopped by and we had a candid conversation about the implications of what does this mean for those who will choose to attend this event. So I hope that you will enjoy this candid conversation, our very first episode of Candid Conversation, uh, which we held 
on Facebook Live. And as always, the rest of the interview will be on our YouTube channel, and I will give you more information about this as we continue. And then for our tip of the week, of course, we always have a tip of the week. We will talk about making this year your year, so making the best out of this year, getting past all the excuses, all the barriers, all the obstacles that always seem to get on our, in our way, especially when we start getting into February. And we are in February. Make this your year. So I hope that you're looking forward to that as you stay tuned for after the interview for the tip of the week. And then of course, we will have our featured video of the week. So, so much, so much to cover today with our one hour of untapped potential. And we're still in the carnival season and everyone seems to be enjoying this particular number from mystery called Coco Stick. And it is one of those genuine calypsos because if you're from the Caribbean, if you're from Dominica, you know that the true essence of Calypso is a masked message, right? So it's a message of singing one thing, but simply referring to something else. So I think Mystery does an excellent job of uh, applying the formula of a great Calypso to this particular song. And another song which comes to mind that I'm truly enjoying this year is the song from Hexie, They Vex. You know, that song has just struck a nerve with me <laughs> and I've been enjoying that particular song because it's the essence of what I like to think of Calypso, a song that makes you stop and think and ponder and look for the message, the real message. I must dress sexy for my customers to see When they see the product, they will support me I try selling big, that not selling Dashing and Christophin, that not selling But when I started selling my cocoa sticks People talking, something happened People talking, something happening Coco for sale, Coco for sale, Coco for sale Who buying it? Who buying it? Coco for sale, Coco for sale, Coco for sale Who buying it? Who buying it? If you want white cocoa, I selling it If you want dry cocoa, you can get it Any kind of cocoa, I selling it Hot or cold cocoa Something to 
Has your income been impacted by COVID-19? Are you on track with securing your family's financial future? Let Badui Financial Services be your guide in this ever-changing world. From budgeting and finally eliminating your debt to protecting your income and leaving a financial legacy for your family. Badui Financial Services is your one-stop shop for securing your financial future. Give them a call today at 864-607-1361. That number again, 864-607-1361.
1-800-242-6161. Badui Financial Services, Integrity and Service is our commitment to you. Give them a call. Nation, check in, check in. Simone here, we are coming to you and we are talking current events. What is on your mind? So we're adding a brand new uh, series, a brand new program to our Push Past 10 programming where we're going to be talking about current issues, what is weighing on your mind, and we're going to have Mr. Tad James. I think we all know him very well. So share the live, share the live. Let everyone know that we are here. Let me bring in Tad so we can already get the conversation started. Hey, Tad Sakafet, how are you? I'm there. Good, good. So thank you so much for joining us. So very first discussion this evening, and we're going to um, have this program um, continuously. So our very first topic, we're going to look at the protocols that have been put in place for the special events. And of course, if this is your first time joining us, I am Simone Matthew, and this is the platform where we come and promote and celebrate Dominica. But I also felt there was a need to add another element to the program. So I felt that there was a need to add an element where we can, you know, come together as a community, almost like we're in a community center, and we're having some important conversations that have real implications for our life. So I couldn't think of a better person to join in on this conversation than Mr. Taddeus Tad Black Pepper James. So I'm very happy that he's joining us. And since this is his first time on our Push Past 10 platform, I wanted him to take a couple of minutes just to introduce himself and to let us know why he is so passionate about Dominica. So, so Tad, welcome to the program and kind of tell us who you are. Yeah, good evening, Simone. Um, thank you for having me on your program. And it's an honor to be here, you know, trying to share my thoughts with your listeners, Dominicans especially. And um, yes, um, I'm here. I'm very passionate about Dominica and the welfare of my, my, my fellow people or my brother men down in Dominica. So, you know, I usually do a lot of vlogging on Facebook, expressing my, my opinions on uncertain situations, political, social, whatever impacts my people, I, within reason, I try to address or, you know, just share my thoughts about certain things with, with, with the intent that it, 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 it is something, if it's interesting, you know, if it's ethical, that the heads that be can look at what I say, you know, and not just me, but learn to kind of listen to the public, you know, because sometimes like they say, you know, every, it's everybody's business. When it comes to running a country, it's everybody's business. It's their interest. So you have to, you know, partake and be part of the mission for development and better life of our people. So that's where I basically come in, you know? Yeah, excellent. Well, thank you for sharing that. And you know, the Facebook Live has already taken off. We have a number of folks here with us. And I want to say good evening. So let's see who's joining us. 
um, so far we have, and of course, everyone let us know that you're here. So kind of post a message because it's easier to see you and to acknowledge you if you post the message. So we have Balton Cla Classic What? Omar Monell, good evening. Nice to see you, Omar. Uh, Narin, Trendsetter Murphy, Original Black Pepper. Great to see you, Narin. Annette Philip, one of my favorites. Uh, Joan Farrell, Debbie Murphy. Uh, DJ Real Boss is locked in. Celia Bedminster, Marilyn is locked in. So I thought we could kick off our program, Tad, by looking at something that has real implications. So if you're just joining us, this is a new program that we're adding to the Push Past lineup and we're calling it candid conversation and we're hoping to have tad as one of our most featured guests i know he's a busy guy so he won't always be able to join us but he will be one of our featured guests on the program and this is your program this is the program where we're going to come and talk about what is weighing on our mind and we're going to look for solutions from our government officials and from other officials but we're also going to look for the answers within our own community because our greatest resource is each other so tell a friend share the live let everyone know that we are here and we are ready to begin our very first episode of candid conversations and one of the reasons I thought this was important, because it always feels like information flows in one direction in Dominica. So we are given this information that is of national importance, of importance to us as individuals. But somehow I get the sense that officials are not readily available to answer our questions. So I'm hoping that this is a platform, you know, nonpartisan where uh, our officials will be willing to come and speak with us and engage with us in dialogue. So Ted, our first topic this evening that I wanted us to talk about are the Carnival Special Events um, protocols that we heard of recently. And you know, we continue to see the COVID-19 numbers increase. So I've seen several numbers, but I think the last one I saw, it was about 867 um, COVID cases. But here we are talking about special events and, and events on the ground. So I just wanted to engage with you in that conversation so we can share our concerns and we can seek answers and clarification. So let me head over to you, um, Tad, on your thoughts on that. Yes. Well, um, recently I heard, I heard a couple of statements, announcements, you know, and information is being shared to the public in terms of the protocol. And um, it kind of triggered my concern, you know, based on what is expected to be achieved from protocol to do with carnival and trying to facilitate this culture practice of ours, this cultural event of ours, carnival, given the challenges of the pandemic. And I think I, I I personally think that the, the protocol for its intent was a little short-sighted. That's what I think. So I would like to the opportunity to share what my perspective on what I think could be a more practical plan to be executed to get the results of the purpose and you know, one of the main concerns is, is really safety of our people, but to facilitate the cultural event. 
So that is what I really wanted to, you know, just let go my thought process about that little ideas I think that could have been done to achieve just what we're trying to achieve. Yes, go ahead. So I think what we would be helpful is if we kind of take a look at the protocols. And, you know, I, for one, was a big fan of the bubble carnival because St. Kitts did it. And then you had Miami doing it. But then what we saw after St. Kitts had their particular carnival is that, unfortunately, despite their best efforts, the number of cases in St. Kitts um, spiked. So I got this information from DNO as of January 29th, 2022. And I'm just going to kind of point out the highlights. And so we can have a conversation. And of course, we are looking to engage with you on Facebook about your concerns, your suggestions, any changes you would recommend for these protocols. So it looks like the events, according to Minister of Tourism, Dennis Charles, will be held from February 20th to March 1st. And it is intended that only fully vaccinated uh, patrons will be able to attend the events at two approved venues, the Windsor Park Stadium, where 500 patrons can attend, and the Old Mill Cultural Center, where 200 patrons can attend. Um, no activities can be held without permits, so you have to seek permission from the relevant authorities. And what really concerns me here, um, Tad and everyone, is that the government reserves the right to cancel all events based on the national health situation and shall not be held responsible for any cost or liability related to the cancellation of these events. I was especially perplexed by this because I think we can all, re all remember uh, that Mikkel Henderson had an event. She had spent money to put on the event and then the event was canceled. So, Todd, what are your thoughts on everything that I've covered so far, especially with regards to cancellation? Yes, well, um, Simon, to be honest with you, um, anybody who is putting an event forward and is structuring it, you know, slash COVID-19 pandemic and trying to execute a high level of protocol and safety for the patrons. And in the same making of that, they put a disclaimer not accepting liability or responsibility for if it is called off any cost incurred by organizers to organize, just in case of cancellation or whatever, that tells a big story. And I think the biggest story that statement tells is a, is a, is a statement of, of they don't have confidence in what they plan. Because even before the fact, they are already trying to protect. You understand? I would, I would have better gone on the grounds where I am certain what I have in place is practical, it's doable, it's gonna achieve its goal. And I'm going into it with confidence based on structure. So like I say, once you have statements like that, that's a, a vote of no confidence in their own design. That's how I see it. Yeah, so that, that statement really triggered me. And at the same time, it's, it kind of compromises participation because now some people feel to themselves from a financial perspective, if they get involved, start to invest, spend monies to organize, and just in case it is called off by the government, that's on me. 
So some people might just go back to their safety threshold and say, it's better safe than sorry. So now you're compromising the quality of what you're trying to achieve in terms of participation, because people are thinking twice about going to it just by that, that line. I call it a threatening line, like I said, because of the support of it doesn't, it shows no confidence. So they themselves figure if they don't have confidence in what they're doing, why should I have confidence in my approach in, in participating? Yeah, because as an event organizer, I would be scratching my head like, boy, you know, I'm going to invest all this money to put together an event, get permission. And then what if the I think um, Mikhail found out either the day of or the day before there was sound checking and a police officer came to them and said the event is canceled. And she's like, no, I have my permit. I have my permission. We've already spent all this money on this event. And there was mm-hmm. nothing she could do. She had to just take the loss, you know? So yeah. I think that should be very concerning for anybody. And then again, that is why we need officials to come and further explain this information because maybe we are getting it wrong, Tad, but this is all we have. All we have is each other to try to understand the information. Yeah, well, well, the information is very vague and in its literal sense, it is what it is. I mean, it's pretty straightforward with the information they give. And like I say, I think confidence could have been built if they had a different approach mm-hmm. to facilitating the agenda or the agenda of trying to have carnival in what we call a bubble, a safety bubble of, of fear of, you know, um, mm-hmm. spreading COVID-19 or, or, or compromising the safety of people, the general public, so to speak. Yeah, so and I, I think and I think uh, Sabria already has a good question. Hey, Bria, nice to see you. Are uh, these government-sponsored events? And my answer to that is going to be no, because it sounds like these are events being put on by individuals, groups, organizations who are interested in being a part of our carnival celebration, because we haven't had carnival really in two years. So, yeah, you know, because- in the back of your mind, you have to be concerned that these events are going to be canceled. Yeah, well, they, 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 I mean, they can put a disclaimer against their own investment. <laughs> you right, get what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. So that, they wouldn't do that. That, that maybe they themselves actually, you know, sent a message giving, an, uh, 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 giving out the idea that they're not really going to put too much money or, 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 or invest in terms of sponsorship and whatever in, into those events because of just what they said. I mean, who does that? Who creates that kind of threat or that kind of, or makes that statement and then still put their own money in it with, with, with a chance that their money could go down the drain? No one, right. no one does that. Right. So, so I think like we should talk about what could have been done right. you know, right. to, to really achieve what we're trying to achieve and, and most importantly, to, to kind of, cushion or to facilitate the economical impact to a very much needed public and society. You know, as far as entertainment is concerned, we all know in Dominica, the average person thrives on a lot of revenue that comes from either direct or indirect to do with entertainment in Dominica. You know, from the platform of Carnival to independence, you know, and then you have self-made um, events like Breakfast Fit, Asa Banton, then you still have the Jazz and Creole. You know, we all see how those events 
impact our tourism, impact our, our arrival at the ports, for, you know, by Caribbean, our Caribbean friends and family from the OECS. You know, we, we, the hotel occupancy, the restaurants, the tours, just a general, everyone kind of gets a piece of that advantage. We, in local palace, we say a piece of the cake, you know? Mm. So I think a lot was compromised in the fashion and the design of what is about to happen. So I don't yeah, think and, and, and that is one of the biggest concerns. But I also think that even the wording of the events, I'm hearing a feedback for some reason. Let me mute you for a minute. Let's see if it makes a difference. Um, I even think the wording of the um, information regarding who can attend those events are concerned as well, because it simply says only vaccinated patrons. So I get the impression that you have to be vaccinated. You come, you have to have an antigen test 24 hours in advance to enter, right? But we all know that vaccinated people can get um, the, the virus. And then not just that, but you know, as much as the efforts will be put into place, you're going to have people gathering outside, right? So God forbid we have these centralized locations for these events where people are going to potentially come and potentially take this virus back to their communities because there is absolutely no way you can control 500 people inside of the Windsor Park Stadium plus the amount of people who will undoubtedly gather outside. Yeah, let, yeah, I, I'm yeah, 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 well, I'm Simon, you're, you're quite correct. And I think, I think the focus of the organization or organizing the event to, to, to facilitate what we all know helps this, or, or decreases the spread of the, of the disease or the COVID-19 is social distancing and, you know, following the, the, the protocol. I think I lost Todd for a minute, but everyone come on in. We're here. We're starting a brand new program called Candid Conversations. And Todd, Todd is going to be one of our major contributors. And I want to hear from you as well. I want to hear your questions. I want to hear your concerns. And maybe if you have information that can help us to better understand uh, what we need to know about these particular protocols, that would be helpful as well. So come on in, share the live, let everyone know that we are here. Let me try to go ahead and reach out to Todd to let him know that he fell off the face of the earth. <laughs> and he will be right back. But also I wanted to find out from everyone, what other topics do you feel that we should be covering as well so we want to use this platform. We get about almost 20,000 visitors a month. So we want to use this platform for education. We want to use this platform for information. And again, we are calling out to all the government officials to come and be a part of this conversation, this dialogue, so we can better understand the information uh, that is being put out. Because let's, let's, let's think about it. We've had so many other uh, areas where a conversation would have been needed that did not happen. 
right? And the most recent one that comes to mind is you remember when we saw that video of the guy selling the passport, like he looked like he was selling bread on the streets and there was all different sorts of interpretation on what exactly was going on. And that would have been an opportune time for officials to come on and tell us what we were seeing and explain to us what was going on and debunk any of the rumors that were going on, but yet we saw that that did not happen. You know, so I think there is ample opportunity to engage in these conversations so that we can have a better understanding of what is going on in Dominica. And you know, the funny thing about it is, you know, you listen to another program and then you hear um, folks say, well, you know, these are people who are consumed with one narrative, who only believe one narrative, but what other narrative are we given? We are not given any other information. So we are left to our own devices to try to figure out what is going on. So I think it is very important that we have a platform such as this where we can have officials come, stop by to engage with us to ensure that we are not misinterpreting the information. So Tad, you are back and we are happy to have you back. You wanted to share some thoughts? Yeah, yeah, sorry about that. That's okay. Um, yeah, so, um, like, 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 let's pick up from where we left off. Like we were saying, um, the whole idea is to achieve, to try to maximize on, on occupancy, but still achieve the safetyness or create the safety net, you know, because of the challenge of the pandemic. But um, Simon, I think one of the one of the, the biggest, like like you correctly said earlier, how do you First of all, you have vaccinated people who can contract and transmit COVID-19. So vaccination itself doesn't give you a safety into there. But there's a testing done 24 hours prior to that. And then after the, excuse me, after the testing, they said that you need, you, they, they, they can only occupy 500 persons. Now the question is first, when you occupy 500 persons or allow 500 persons to get into the bubble, how do you control their distance from each other within partaking in the event? You, 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 you cannot do that. You cannot go up to someone and say, and, and, and you cannot go to someone and say, you have to close, you guys need to socialize, you know, because people are gonna be dancing with each other and enjoying just what the characteristics of the events are. Um, so, so I believe that one of the, the most or the biggest thing they missed was to try to decentralize it as much as they can. Because like you correctly said also, how do you prevent people from gathering outside hoping that they're part of the 500? It's like a lottery to get in there. So I personally would have recommended that they totally zoned out, zone out the carnival events just to reduce focus on the city and the main event in the city. What you don't want to do is have or be compromised by too many people within a certain space interacting with each other. So if I could get an agenda set up for Maho, 
so Maho people can enjoy their, their fashion of reveling and not having to come to tongue to create further congestion, which will compromise safety. You have Grand Bay, they have, and the thing is, they are renowned villages that on an annual basis have their own stuff going. You have, um, let's start from the south, you have Grand Bay. Grand Bay people generally don't come to tongue for carnival. They like the authentic, real mass sensei, and that is their vibes, very cultural rooted village. Then you come, you have the city for all the bands and etc. And not far, four miles from the city, you have Mao. Mao usually have their little carnival and all their events and their princess show, just like when they have an opening of carnival there. So which means they already have a structure, which is customary that's in place to say, hey, we, we have our own vibe to do with carnival. And then you go to St. Joe, there's a St. Joseph opening, you remember? Then you go to Portsmouth, there's Portsmouth Carnival opening. You go to, 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 to Marigot. Marigot has the same thing. And then you can extend it, you know, through reasonable villages like the Carib Territory. You know, they go there for the Ash Wednesday, for the Tiwi Babal, and all of that. So all I am saying is that if there could be a way to have multiple bubble structure mm -hmm. in those main territories that are customary to host their own events annually, it would certainly displace a high population of people coming into the central point, Roso, for that 500 limit bubble. But but let me let me play devil's advocate, um, um, Tad, because I can see people saying, "Well, how is that different? Because who's going to stop somebody from Point Michel from going down to Grand Bay?" Well, it's risk management. Yes, one one person less becomes one less of a risk, right? And the more you can do that is the more you decrease risk in terms of mass capacity risk. Mm -hmm. Like I said to someone, if they had, for example, we have that instant testing right now, right? right? No, no. The key, is, the key is to try to facilitate, or the key should be, to try to facilitate as much people as possible who are COVID-19 free. That should be not vaccinated, not unvaccinated, but COVID-19 free. Like we said earlier, the both parties, vaccinated or unvaccinated, can carry. So the, the safety is to is to is to guarantee non-transmission by a non-infected person. And that test should be done in as as close as you can of a reasonable time before the event takes place. Now, I live in the United States of America and there are testing kits available with instant results to domestic people coming into household based on how many people in your household. So I'm saying to myself, why we, while we had time, why didn't the government try to allocate at least a 15,000, at least 10 to 15,000 testing kits to be on site at the event, which I figure is a very practical approach to facilitating a lot of people to get into the venue and still be in a safety net. Mm -hmm. You test now, and you, you, there's a hole in area, 15 minutes, you check your swab, negative, 
you're good to go inside. Positive, immediately there's there's another area you go into for consultation, whether, you know, to check the status of your house, whether you need to go into quarantine, if you're feeling any side effects or, or symptoms or whatever the case may be. You understand? And also, also, not forgetting the agenda of vaccination, it would be a perfect opportunity to even have vaccination by one's choice, most importantly, on site. Mm -hmm. Right? Because what 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 that whole thing would do, it sort of creates a real-time awareness of the disadvantage or how you compromise your own safety. That environment clicks a button in your head where a second thought process kicks in and you say, boy, you see that kind of thing? Mm -hmm. I think I should just put the vaccine in. Let yeah, because it's right there. It's available. It's right there. Yeah, because they are seeing all what comes to light to try to facilitate. So someone with a good thinking, reasonable person is say, but we don't need to go for all, all of that, you know, or we don't need just to compromise my safety. Look at what I have to do just because my safety is compromised and I'm not vaccinated. And even if I get it, it, it might work up against me because I have no barrier to prevent severity of the of the of the attack of the the, 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 the disease you understand mm -hmm. so i feel to myself that government missed a good opportunity most importantly to create the economical impact much needed by a, a a very 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 desperate society and Given what I said earlier, it doesn't take much infrastructure to do that. All you need is a, is a cordon of perimeter for them to be able to place in that safety net. Call it a bubble, call it safety net, an entrance, checkpoint, test point. You understand? Everything at each thing. And then at that point, you would certainly decrease risk of mass congregation. And no, and just in case... Just in case, you never, you know, you are, you have to have just been reasonable. If at all there's an outbreak, God forbid, it's territorial. So it doesn't exhaust your resources to a large extent of contact tracing per se, because it's territorial. Mm -hmm. You could literally, I don't want to say lock down a village, but Quarantine the village, quarantine them. Quarantine the village, yeah. sort of, you know, and, right. and do your contact. Instead of having to trace people all over the country all because all everybody had a mass yeah, gathering because, in one place. Exactly, because you see what happened when they allegedly blamed an outbreak based on an event from a bike club. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The whole island paid for it. Right. People who weren't involved or affiliated to anybody People who weren't affiliated to anybody on that agenda had to end up. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Go ahead. Yeah, I just lost. I lost vision. For no, a while. I we can still hear you. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't know what happened. You can still hear me? Yeah, I can still hear you. You're just frozen, but we can still hear you. Oh boy. Yeah. So I, I, some people that had nothing to do with, 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 you know the people in that event, they had to stay home. There was, there was, there was um, curfew, people, jobs was compromised. 
the operations of supermarkets, restaurants, the, the, whole, the whole city and business was compromised just because of what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. You understand? So I, yeah. I, that, that would save that challenge again and that disadvantage to a Yeah, and, and if anyone is just joining us, this is our very first episode of Candid Conversations. And Mr. Thaddeus James is joining us. He's having a little bit of technical problems, but we're going to keep the conversation going. So I'm happy to see that everyone is here you with us. You are listening to Untapped Potential with Dr. Simone. If you live in Canada, the U.S., and the U.K., and are looking for Dominica products, including cocoa sticks, bay rum, coffee, soaps, crafts and other popular Dominica items, then look no further. You can now shop on buydominicaonline.com, a secure, easy-to-navigate website selling a wide variety of Dominica-made and Dominica-inspired products. When you shop on buydominicaonline.com, you are helping to grow Dominica's economy. Go to buydominicaonline.com and enjoy home away from home. important to start these candid conversations because there are so many topics, so many issues, so many things that we would like to talk about openly, but unfortunately it seems like officials in Dominica are never readily available. So that is not going to stop us. We're going to continue to have these candid conversations and hopefully we will have some officials from Dominica at some point to help us to better understand the information. So again, this was only a part of our candid conversation with Mr. Taddeus James. And for the rest of the conversation, including the video portion of the entire hour that we spent together, you can head on over to YouTube and simply enter push past 10 to get the information from our channel. So P-U-S-H-P-A-S-T-1-0 for our YouTube channel where you will be able to see the entire conversation that we have through Candid Conversations. And so we will continue this conversations. We will integrate it into everything else that we're doing for Untapped Potential and Push Past 10, including our inspirational guests. We're going to have workshops. We're going to have mentorships. We're just is going to continue to grow the program. So I'm looking forward to you as well being a part of the journey. And as I always say, I always look forward to hearing your ideas and your suggestions as we continue to go. So you already know the email address is pushpast10 at gmail.com. And I always look forward to hearing from you with regards to your ideas and your success, your suggestions. So as we move along in the program, uh, our tip for this week is going to be make this your year. So, so many obstacles always in the way, so many things that are keeping us back from following the, the path that we know we should be on, whether we're procrastinating, when we do not have a clear vision of what we want to do, or like the um, 
author of this particular piece says, well, whether we're simply being lazy, because let's face it, we have so much time in this world. We have 24 hours to be able to accomplish every day what we need to do. And yet sometimes we are simply lazy. Let's just be honest. And we do not get to what we need to do. And I always say it is so important to conquer the morning, get as much as you can do done in the morning, because by the time 12 o'clock rolls around, lunchtime rolls Remove around, yourself from the list of people that have disappointed you, that have lied to you, that have let you down. You are number one on that list. Remove yourself. The real you is breathing down your neck, begging you to manifest. Stop lying to yourself. Stop letting you down. You gotta kill the blame game. Stop blaming it on the person that walked out on you. Stop blaming it on the person that overlooked you. Stop blaming it on the person that undervalued you. Stop blaming it on the person that did not promote you, that did not see it, that did not believe it. Stop blaming everybody and look yourself in the mirror. It's your fault you failed. You started the year with a little motivation and a few ideas and it all tanked before February. And the thing you gotta ask yourself is, am I gonna repeat my history or will I blaze a new trail? Because history for many of you is insecurity. History for many of you is depression and anxiety. And that substance you can't shake and that person you can't leave. History for many of you is they're better than me. History for many of you is nobody will show up if I build it. I don't have the time. I'm not good enough. It's time to get out of the way. It is because of you that you are not where you want to be. You are the issue. It's you. Your issue is you. Nobody has lied to you more than you. And so here's what I need you to do. Go find a mirror, go for a walk, go for a drive. Tell yourself, this is my year. You gotta be willing to do what 98% of the people in this world are unwilling to do. You gotta eat differently. You gotta work differently. You gotta think differently. You gotta talk differently. You gotta walk differently. If you want elevation, if you want next level, if you wanna see this thing differently this year, everything you do has to change. Your insecurity has been in the way too long. Your jealousy, your envy has been in the way too long. The fear you've been wrestling with has been in the way too long. Get out of the way! It's time to stop watching 2% of the Earth's population crush it, win, execute, finish what they start, do what they say they're gonna do. Snap out of it! You got work to do! I get it, I get it. If we pull up your history, we'll find a lot of brokenness. We'll find a lot of trauma. We'll find a lot of empty places. If we pull up your history, we'll find a lot of failures. This must be the year that you are not defined by your history, but you fulfill your destiny. Why are you here? What were you placed here to do? Get to work. 
get to work. Get to work. Because if you continue to lie to yourself, you won't be able to diagnose and treat your condition, your dysfunction, your disorder in order to treat it and change it. It must be identified. And once you identify it, you got to accept this reality. And the problem with many of you is you have not accepted the fact that you are lazy. You have not accepted the fact that you are inconsistent. You can't diagnose what you have not identified. Sometimes you need to go find a mirror and tell yourself with tears in your eyes, I am the problem. Once we stop accusing everybody else for our inconsistency and our lack of execution, all of a sudden the world opens up. We all need to get serious about our lives and ask ourselves the question, what is my God-given destiny? Why am I here? Why have I survived? Some of the most brilliant minds of our generation are high school and college dropouts. Let me ask you a question. When are you going to drop out of the mentality that you are not enough? Please, please do yourself a favor and dispense with the excuses that you don't have time. Dispense with the excuse that you're not good enough. Dispense with the excuse that nobody will show up if I build it. That too many people are better than me. Drop out of the, I tried it last year and it didn't work. No, you didn't work. Doubts gonna knock at your door, and insecurities gonna knock at your door, and adversity and trial and tribulations gonna knock at your door, and difficult tasks gonna knock at your door. And so you need to be prepared. Ready or not, it's coming. Are you prepared? If you're gonna win the year, if you're gonna win in life, then you gotta be prepared, you need perspective, and you need discipline. We get into this information constipation state where it's like we know all these things to do. And really it puts us in a state of paralysis because it's like you heard it all before, you've seen it all before. I mean, really, social media has made the world so small, right? Information travels at the speed of light. And so you got all this information. And so we become sedated by information. We become satisfied and content with the fact that we know to do good. But to know to do good and not to do it is a disease. It is wickedness. The time is now to start applying what you know. What's the point of taking notes? What's the point of what's the point of buying courses? What's the point of joining communities? What's the point of making the investment? Some of you have journals full of dreams and no action has been taken. You will find that the men and women that turned the world upside down were the ones who got out of their own way. Get to work! You owe you! A lot of us, we watch. We watch everybody win in every facet of life. We watch the underdog rise under the lights. And we think to ourselves, when is it going to be my time? When is it going to be my time? And in order to be next, you got to see this thing differently. You got to change the way you live, you eat, you walk, you talk, you think. And once you walk in that newness, then you'll be next. When inconvenience becomes pleasure, 
when you have your mind made up that no matter how you're feeling every day, you're going to give it everything you have. You're going to give, you're going to see, you're going to sow, you're going to serve and give it everything you have. Then all of a sudden the world opens up to you. Come to the resolve this year that dedication, discipline, perspective, preparation is going to be your new code of conduct. Motivation has an expiration date. And when motivation dies, discipline must take its place. The only way you're going to do, the only way you're going to accomplish, the only way you're going to execute is if discipline takes the place of your motivation. But until that motivation expires and evolves into discipline, you will never become who God has called you to become. First, we conquer the day. And then we execute the week and that week turns into a month and that month turns into a quarter and that quarter turns into a year and then all of a sudden you look up and you're no longer just this motivated onlooker. You are a disciplined, desperate, dangerous fulfiller of destiny. What in the world are you waiting for? There are people that are depending on you. God placed you in this world to do something. Get to work! Wow, some powerful information, right? I mean, I'm ready to get up and get some work done after listening to that particular uh, information about making this year your best year. And I like especially how the... Uh, uh, author of this particular piece says that you have to make it your best year because I think too many times we wait around for the universe to kind of throw things in our lap and we do not take the bull by the horn and get the work done. So, so important that the stress is on getting up, getting the work done and moving our lives forward. So I hope that you've enjoyed being here for another episode of Untapped Potential with Dr. Simone right here on TVN Radio. So let's come on back next week, same time, same place, as we get energized and powered up for the week ahead. So thank you for keeping me company. Thank you for hanging out with me. I look forward to being with you each and every Tuesday, 5.30 Eastern Standard Time, 6.30 Dominica Time as as we remind ourselves of the important life goals that we have laid out for ourselves. With regards to our featured video on pushpast10.com, again, P-U-S-H-P-A-S-T-1-0.com, we have for our featured video this week, Sasenu, our Creole program. And this time we went all the way over to England and we found this young man who is not born and raised in any of the Creole speaking in islands or countries that you may recognize. He was born and raised in England, but his father is from Delis in Dominica, and he's always been fascinated with the Creole language, the Creole culture, and his identity as a Creole person. So he went out of his way to learn to speak Creole. And let me tell you, he put me to shame <laughs> because some of the words he mentioned during the program, I had 
had to turn over to my mom at the end of the program and said, what did he mean by that? Because he is so fluent in Creole. So you want to check it out at pushpast10.com, our featured video for the week. And while you're there, don't forget to check out the past podcasts of Untapped Potential. So any of the episodes that you may have missed along the way, you will be able to find them right there on untapped potential if you click the missed an episode part of the website and again don't forget to check out our uh, youtube channel for any videos that you may have missed along the way so that youtube channel you already know it is push past 10 so again thank you for being here thank you for stopping by for another episode of untapped potential right here on tdn radio so remember stay strong stay positive stay engaged and stay active and remember to tap in to your potential each and every week until we meet again next week same time same place you have yourself an enjoyable and productive week